Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Pastor Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for taking a moment and tuning in to the podcast. Let me start with an apology. Uh, the last lesson that we sent out, uh, we didn't get the volume level right, and I apologize for that. Uh, we're going to remix it and resend it out for any of you that had a hard time with it. And um, we were in the middle of um, doing a couple of things around our church, and we just didn't have our A game. And for that, I do apologize. And uh, I'm sorry for any of you that listened to it, and it was a little bit of a struggle. I appreciate your commitment to hear it. I appreciate your commitment to listen to it, so thank you so much. Uh, that being said, uh, in a new year, we have an opportunity to uh, really soar as leaders, and so um, I want to, over the next few podcasts, to talk to you about some very specific things that I believe are the uh, really the keys to leadership. But when I talk about them being keys to leadership, really, uh, these are untaught skills of leadership. Uh, I have the privilege of being around some of the greatest and finest leaders in the body of Christ, and not only in the body of Christ, but in the corporate business world and, and people who are profound leaders who impact our, our, our nation spiritually and naturally. And uh, a lot of times I'm just sitting there watching them because I want to be a student. I want to be someone who learns from the uh, biggest and the best and people who have more than me and do more than me. And I just want to learn. But what I've also noticed is, is that many times there are some untaught skills. Uh, there are some things that leaders just assume that every leader has them, that every leader gets them, that every leader knows them. And sometimes I think we have to do that uh, unpacking of leadership skills and to look at them and maybe put them under a microscope so that other people can begin to say, hey, this is something I'm going to need if I'm going to be a leader. So with that being said, uh, I want to talk to you about an untaught skill of leadership. I've never met a high-impact, high-influential leader. I've never met a long-term leader I, who lacks this particular skill. And uh, it is a skill that is so base, but it's so critical to the nature of what leaders do. Uh, the skill that I'm talking about is passion. And if I could put it in this context, passion is never past tense. When it comes to your leadership, passion is never past tense. Now, let me just uh, sort of put passion in uh, perspective. Passion is bigger than your emotions. Sometimes when uh, people talk about passion, they, they use the illustration of the football team going out and they're yelling and they're screaming. Well, I wish that uh, passion was just that emotional outburst that we just sort of uh, yell at the top of our lungs, but uh, passion is bigger than your emotions. It's not something you get in your slow walk up to the stage, the platform, or into the C-suite or into the corporate office. Uh, it's not something that you get during those moments. What I found passion is, is passion is an enduring conviction that you're doing something for God with eternal significance. It is that enduring conviction that what you're doing uh, is something that is going to register on the most important level, the eternal level, 
the God level and that you are doing something that will have significance on the eternal level. And here's one of the things. In leadership, there's no such thing as I used to be passionate. Uh, It's just not true. Uh, I look at some of my dear friends who have led literally for decades and decades and decades, and if you're around them, uh, they're not mailing it in. They're not going through the motions. It's not something, well, hey, I've led for so long. I've led so often. It is something that is uh, felt in them. They feel it. In fact, this is one of the reasons that I believe uh, leadership is caught as much as it's taught. If you're around a high-impact leader, you feel it. And what you really are feeling is you are feeling their passion. So if it's past tense, you do not have any. If you're the individual who says, well, I used to be passionate about this, I used to be passionate about that, Uh, if passion is past tense, you do not have any. And if I could say to people like me who are on the uh, older side of the spectrum, uh, you can grow old, but your passion can't. It's all right if my body grows old, but my passion cannot grow old. My passion for what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, how I'm doing it, that cannot grow old. I must be passionate or I cease to be an effective leader. Now, that doesn't mean that I can't talk about leadership. It doesn't mean that I can't have leadership uh events going on, but what it means is I'm no longer effectively leading uh, because passion is something that every leader has. See, passion is where your spirit and soul connect. It's that place that only God can see, the spirit and the soul, and it's where they connect together. It's where the part of you that was made in the image and likeness of God and your mind begin to connect that place where the spirit and the soul get in unison, that's where passion is found. But the thing is, is without passion, the most important questions go unanswered. Uh, The most critical questions that every leader has to be able to answer cannot be answered unless there is passion. Let me just give you a couple of those questions. The first one is, what gets you up? See, if you can't answer what gets you up every morning, what gets you up when you're dead tired, when you've had a long week, when you've had a long year, where you've had uh, repeated things that you've had to do, the unexpected has happened, you've had to live through crisis, you've had to live through challenge, you've had to live through disappointment, you've had to, what gets you up? What is it that gets you up in the morning? What is it that gets you out of bed, gets your feet on the ground, and gets you running? What is it that gets you up? That's your passion. And whatever that passion is, if you have it, it will get you up. It'll get you out of the static position, and it will get you moving. That is the nature. And see, passion is what gets us up. Passion is what keeps us going. What keeps you going every day? When when you've done one day and you're thinking, man, this was a tough day, but then you've done another day and you think, man, this was a tougher day, and then you've done another day, and then you've done another day, and it turns into weeks, it turns into months, it turns into years, it turns into decades, and it's decade after decade. What keeps you going? Well, what keeps you going is your passion. See, without passion, you have no reason to get up. Without passion, 
you have nothing to keep you going. How do we never quit? How do we handle the tough times of leadership? How do we handle the difficult moments of leadership? How do we handle those critical crisis moments where everything's at stake, where everything you believe in, everything is at play? How do you handle those moments? How do you do it and not quit? Well, the answer is passion. See, passion answers the critical questions. What gets us up? What keeps us going? And how we never quit? Those are the critical questions. And can I tell you that there's no amount of talent without passion that can answer those questions? There's no amount of intellect without passion that can answer those questions. There's no amount of money without passion that can answer those questions. There is no crowd large enough that can answer those questions. See, passion is the unspoken part of leadership. If you're a leader, then everyone assumes you're passionate about something. They assume that there's a passion inside you that is literally consuming you. And that passion gets you up and that passion keeps you growing and that passion gives you the reason never to quit. I'm around leaders all the time. You can't fake it. There has to be passion. And see, this passion has to be bigger than your problems. Because you've got problems, I've got problems, all God people have problems. But what your passion is, is your passion's bigger than your problems. It's the reason that you keep going when you have problems. And see, as a leader, you're unique. You not only have your problems, you have the organization's problems, but people bring you their problems. And so your passion has to be bigger than your personal problems, than your organizational problems, and the problems that people come and give you. You have to have a passion that's bigger. Because the day that your problems get bigger than your passion is the day that you get overwhelmed. It is the moment when you cease to be effective. And it's no longer you leading in life, but it's you just trying to survive in life. Now I get it. Some days we just try to make it through. And that may be a day, it could be a week, it could be a month. But when that is the sole reason that you have, you cease to have passion. So your passion has to be bigger than your problems. Whatever it is, whatever that conviction is, whatever it is that compels you, whatever it is that motivates you, whatever it is that stirs you, it has to be bigger than your problems. And you know what I found? I found that people would rather hear passion than professionalism. I found that when people are passionate, what happens is people will listen to them and respond to them. And you can say everything right, you can do everything right, but it sounds hollow without passion. Right now in the organization that I serve in, I have a group of young kids. They're always amazing to me because they're at the total other end of the leadership spectrum from me. 
but most of them, they have more talent than I ever had at their age. But the talent isn't what draws people. Can I tell you, you can sing, but there's someone who sings better. You can play, but there's someone who plays better. You can teach, but there's someone who teach is better. You can communicate, but someone communicates better. Here's what I want you to know. People don't come just because you have talent. People come because you have passion. Now, am I saying that we don't need to be professional? No. We need to get better and better at what we do. Already in this message, I fumbled my words three times. I'll go back and I will think, how can I articulate better? How can I be smoother? How can I pronounce words better? How can I make sure that my sentences are clear and that my thoughts are crisp? I will go back and all of that is professional. But when it comes down to it, it's not your professionalism that people stand amazed at. They stand amazed at your passion. Because people would rather hear someone who's passionate than someone who is just professional. See, if you do not have something burning inside you, then you're too far from the fire. See, a lot of people, when they talk about passion, they go back to that past term. And they begin to describe passion in the past. And they begin to describe it, and they begin to talk about how at a certain time they were so passionate about this, and they were so passionate about that, but how life happened, and events happened, and circumstances happened, and all this was going on. But what I can tell you is this. If you're losing your passion, it's because you're too far from the fire. If you have nothing burning inside you, then get closer to the fire. See, if you get close to the fire and you stay close to the fire, there'll always be something on fire inside you. See, for most people, it's not a a new lesson they need. It's proximity they need. They've got to stay close to where their passion comes from. And and they've got to stay in vicinity so that that fire is ever ablaze in them. And here's what I know. If you're on fire, people will always come and watch you burn. People will follow you just to watch you be on fire. But I'm telling you, no matter how articulate you are, if you do not have a fire inside you, What you say becomes hollow. What you say becomes uninteresting. It is the passion inside us. It is that conviction that we're doing something meaningful, purposeful. It is that passion that means we're doing something that makes a difference. And here's my prayer for every person. I pray that your love for God exceeds your love for anything else that it is that relationship that begins to be the basis of your passion. That you're sitting there and your love for God exceeds. That whatever your passion is, that you love God so much that it compels you. Now, passion is the unspoken. It's the unspoken thing about every leader I know. It trumps education. It trumps skill level. It trumps personality. It trumps 
background, it trumps your stage, your platform. Passion is the untaught skill. But let's just be honest. Why is it that passion dies for some people? Let me just walk you through some things that begin to cause our passion to die. One of those things that can quickly eat away at the passion level of our life is that when we live a life without margin. And when we live a life without margin, what that means is is that we're living everything from edge to edge. Now, being on edge, sometimes you have to be there as a leader. But living on edge, that can't be your style as a leader. From the day that we were ever taught to write, and I realize there's a whole generation of people that we're talking about not writing but typing and texting. But from the earliest days, we are taught that you always leave margin on the side of your paper, that there needs to be a clear margin. Well, that's true in life. Life that's lived without margin eventually breaks down. Passion that has no margin to it eventually fails. So here's what I can tell you. I can't be passionate about everything, but I must be passionate about a few things. I can't be passionate about everything, otherwise my passion has no margin. But I must be passionate about a few things. So if you live a life without margin, then you're going to find out that if you don't have little gaps there, then you're not going to succeed in being able to sustain the passionate level that's required to lead. Another thing is if you have work without renewal. See, all of us have a job to do. And everyone wants to have an exciting job. But can I tell you something? At some place, your job is just work. Now, I don't mean to demean what you do. I don't mean to demean what I do. But there are things I just have to do. They are a part of the equation. They're a part of what I have to do. And because I have to do them, at times, it's just work. Now, that being said, I wish that everything was this constant adventure. But what I do know is this, is that work without renewal, without times where I'm letting an investment in me versus just letting things come out of me, then I'll fail. And the Bible puts it in these terms. It says that our outer man, it decays, but our inward man is to be renewed day by day. Jesus put it this way, give us this day our daily bread. There's something of renewal that has to happen every day. Those disciplines have to be built into our life. Another thing is expectations without reality. And what that means is that our expectations are just not realistic. See, I have some amazing friends. Let me just name a couple of them. Dale Bronner. He's one of the foremost communicators in this nation. Craig Groeschel. Man, do I love that man. I think he's amazing. Chris Hodges. Chris is just a dynamic leader. I could go on and on and on. 
But if I look at Craig, I know that he's doing things that I will never do. If I look at Dale, I know that he is doing things I will never do. I know if I look at Chris, he's doing things that I will never do. And what I'm saying is, is that I have to have realistic expectations. If I can use sort of a natural illustration, um, growing up, I loved to play sand volleyball. In fact, even though I'm not a tall guy, I was very good at it because I played two-man sand volleyball. And what that meant was this, is that if you're playing sand volleyball, you can't hide. You've got to be able to be fast enough to cover territory. You've got to know how to pass the ball. You have to know how to set the ball. And you have to know how to put the ball away and move the ball around the court. Now, that being said, I was pretty good at being able to do that. But there was a level I was never going to achieve. See, as much as I love volleyball, I was never going to be on the AVP. I was never going to be a professional volleyball player. And the reason being is I'm 5'8". It's not that I can't pass the ball. It's not that I can't set a ball. It's not that I can't hit a ball. It's that I'm 5'8". And it would be unrealistic to think that I could compete against guys who are 6'6", 6'7", on a day-to-day basis. Now, can I make a game uh, close? Most likely. Can I keep a game interesting? Yeah. But would I win given the fact that I'm just not tall? No. So my expectations were I wanted to be good, I wanted to have fun, and I wanted to compete. But there's some expectations that just were unrealistic. And what I want to say to you is that our expectations always need to be realistic. And so when I look at some of my friends who I'm so proud of, the way I contribute to them is I pray for them. They're men that I pray for. They're ministries that I pray for. And I realize that God's given them a platform that is different than the platform God's given me. Now, on the other hand, I impact thousands of pastors every year. Just thousands of pastors. The number of pastors that call me their pastor is just pretty amazing. Now, I'm not going to do what Craig does or Chris does or Dale does, but I can do something. And what I can do, I can be passionate. But without realistic expectations, I become disappointed. Activity without wisdom, trying to do too many things trying to do more than I can do or should do. Now, like I said before, passion is one of those things that you can't be passionate about everything. See, right now, if you pastor like I do, here's one of the litmus tests. Everyone wants you to care passionately about what they care passionately about. And if you don't, they won't come to your church. But let me put it in how it really is. A lot of people, if you don't get mad at what they get mad at, they won't attend. But here's the deal. I can't be passionate about everything. And I can't be mad and upset about everything. But I can be focused on a few things 
and I can be passionate and effective in those areas. So, just a couple of ideas. Life without margin, work without renewal, expectations without reality, and activity without wisdom. I find that those are the four areas that many times stifle leadership passion. Well, with that being said, my prayer for you is, is that this year you will lead, but you will lead with passion. And that when people are around you, you may not say everything perfectly. I haven't done that in this podcast. You may fumble your words. I've done that in this podcast. You may not be totally accurate in everything. That happens to all of us. But you can be passionate. And whatever burns within you, that fire can be a consuming fire. Because that's what leaders have. They're passionate. They know how to be on fire and they know how to stay on fire in the arena that they've been asked to lead in. My prayer for you is that you have great passion this year. Hey, if I could say to everybody, we have some roundtables coming up. We have our roundtable here in Plano uh, that will be happening literally in about 10 days. We have one in Seattle, Washington that will be coming up followed by one in Orlando, Florida. If you want to know about those, you can go to uh, Gerald Brooks Ministries and look up. I want to remind you that if you need material, uh, the podcasts are available for you. But also, if you need more in-depth material, I have a flash drive. Uh, The charge is uh, about uh, $25, $30. I don't know. You can go to the webpage. But in it, it has 48 messages. And I just want to encourage you, the outlines are there whenever possible, and it's a good tool. Uh, I did a series called Questions and Answers About Heaven uh, and Hell, and I'm telling you, uh, that helps so many people, and that's a part of what's on this flash drive, but you can go online and get that. Hey, I love you. Thank you for telling others about this particular podcast, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks' books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com. 